This is The Itch. I'm Casey. I'm Dan. And I'm Aaron. And today we're scratching the itch to wish a happy birthday to the kind of guy most creators only dream of having on their team, the greatest supporter that any indie podcaster could ask for. Yes. So Anthony, a.k.a. Monkey Noodles, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you for being such a big fan of our show. We appreciate everything uh, that you do. And all right, once again, happy birthday from the itch. And until next year, rock on. This is your number one station, your official station. You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we're scratching the itch for a sequel. And as a slight side note right here, this is a sequel to a sequel because we just recorded about five minutes of this bit and then <laughs> and then realized we weren't recording. So and it's not even like a blockbuster sequel. It's just like a, you know, a follow up, really. Just yeah, like yeah. A, it's like Sharknado. It's like a part two, really. <laughs> it's a part two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's a sequel. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what a sequel is, but this is definitely a part two. I get what you're saying. Uh, anyway, back a couple of months ago, we started a series uh, we called the itch on tour where we would discuss concerts and our experiences at them because we were so excited that concerts were a thing again. Um, at episode 65, we started that off with POD's 20th anniversary satellite tour with from ashes to new and all good things. Now, the unfortunate part of that was that we hadn't actually seen that tour at the time of that conversation, but between a few other factors, the, the timely, it was actually the 20th anniversary of satellite. Like when we released the episode from ashes to new and all good things had put out new releases we just thought the time was right to cover it anyway. Yeah. Now, since then, as of September 29th, Casey and I actually did get to go see the POD Satellite 20th Anniversary Tour. And From Ashes to New has completed their Quarantine Chronicles trilogy with Volume 3 in that time. So we figured it was a good time to come back and revisit that. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish I, I could have been there at the concert with you guys on September 29th. But I used up all my uh, babysitter hours with uh, the mother uh, the weekend prior to the, the concert because I, my wife and myself went to Vegas for my birthday, um, which was amazing. And and uh, unfortunately, uh, when Wednesday rolled around, I wasn't able to make it. But thankfully, Casey was kind enough to remind me every hour on the hour <laughs> of, of who I was missing. <laughs> yeah, which I, I, I didn't mean to do. I, uh, I sent a couple of them, yes, but then, but then I, I was trying to send some to Aaron because we were we were live tweeting. We decided that was a thing as well. <laughs> yes, that we that we needed to live tweet uh, the concert. So I would take a picture, I'd send it to Aaron, and then he would tweet it. And then a couple of times, I accidentally sent it to our group chat because, <laughs> yeah, yes. Casey's officially the itches photographer and videographer and he if dan misses a show casey will definitely remind him very regularly yeah he does it to everybody it's not just me like i mean i'm, I'm surprised like facebook hasn't like banned you yet for yeah, sharing yeah. illegal videos of, of concerts. give me royalties exactly i don't know if you can get royalties for that but, yeah, so he. I mean, good on you if you do, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're one of the tallest people at the concert, so you yeah. know you don't have any obstructions in your way. Yeah, so the quality is <laughs> typically good. It, it works. 
I will say that the thing that I was most disappointed about about Dan not being at the show and instead being in Vegas was I was really hoping we could get him to come back and sneak into one of these live concert I saw a thing episodes, his experience seeing the Jabberwockies because though they are not a band, they are fantastic. Unfortunately, yeah. it was not to be. Um, yeah, unfortunately, they had to cancel due to COVID. Um, so they actually had to cancel two weeks worth of their shows. One thing I learned, if you go to Vegas and you have plans, always, always have a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the that was kind of the, the sad part of our trip is that we had like half of it planned. Well, we had most of it planned, to be honest, but out of like the three days we were there. But there was a couple of days where our plans fell through and, and we didn't have any idea of what to do next. And we like, weren't good at like coming up with it on the whim. Thankfully it's Vegas. You just go out and you do shit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's always nice to have a plan. Yeah. So our plan for this episode is to revisit, uh, the subject that we tackled a couple months back and sort of, um, bring that full circle. Yes. So yeah, September 29th pops in Sauge, Illinois, which we have mentioned before. Well, I believe we mentioned before. At the very least, I shall say I have a clip somewhere of us <laughs> discussing Pops. <laughs> Probably not that favorably, to be honest. Although, I think it's important to give credit where credit is due and say that that is probably a place where I've seen as many rock shows as anywhere else, including some of my first ones, including some of my POD ones, which is the band that I have seen the most out of anybody. I saw them a ton in their earlier years whenever Southtown and Satellite were coming out. So for those of you that are not familiar with Pops and Sauget, Illinois, Sauget, Illinois is not a real town, by the way. It's like <laughs> a town that only exists for like the dirtiest of places. <laughs> it's like Vegas, but not Vegas. Oh, not it's- yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so pops pops is what happens if you make the wrong turn when you're going downtown in St. Louis. You end up just across the river in a, in a in a land of industrial buildings and smog and pops and a strip club next to pops. And the smell. You you will and never the forget the smell. It smells like sulfur. It's so awful. It just it just like consumes you. All you smell is sulfur. Sulfur and body glitter. Oh, and yeah. body glitter. <laughs> the smell of body glitter? Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know you could smell body glitter. I don't does that have a smell? I have no idea. And shame. <laughs> sulfur and shame. The other thing to, to explain to people that don't quite understand about pops is that so Sage is open. 24 7 it's open all the time throughout the night my favorite part actually is that so pops is in <laughs> between two strip clubs there's a shitty strip club in the back and there's like a high-end strip club up front <laughs> <laughs> you can choose which one you want to go to. That's, that's not a joke i'm fucking serious there's diamond cabaret and then there's the penthouse club and so you have like i didn't know we were going to advertise the strip clubs i thought we were (laughs) maybe we'll just beep it up i'm not advertising i'm just saying like one's a shitty one and the other one's a high-end one like it's just that's what they are all right there's reason why there's two of them i always wondered why but then you you go and you find out real quick why anyway Anyway. so is in the middle of these two things it's just a dirt parking lot the whole friggin' thing is all dirt <laughs> my, but my favorite part is there's a guy out there that cooks all throughout the night 
for all these strip clubs and pops. Um, and so no matter how late your concert goes, you can always get a great bite to eat from this dude that's outside cooking. <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, no. So, but other than that, I mean, I, I respect pops because there have been some great shows that's rolled through there. Mm-hmm. However, it is the worst venue that we have to offer. <laughs> it's it's Man, pretty intense. It's pretty low. Yeah, it's pretty low on the. Yeah, I mean, if if I had a choice to go to any con or like any concert venue in St. Louis, that would be my last one. Like I would literally because for one, it's small, it's hot. Uh, yeah, the, it's cramped when there's a, a good show. There's a lot of people uh, too close together. And, and this was even before the pandemic. And not only that, but like the floor is wood. And so everybody just falls around and slips and shit because the sweat just gets on the floor and they just fall on <laughs> each other. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah, beer. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, see, my, my experience. And, and again, this this show was probably my first time at Pops in, ten, I don't know, most of years. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for one, Illinois banned indoor smoking and so the place feels cleaner and and smells less awful than it did before um that was a long time ago what i'm trying to say is that to me actually the worst thing about pops is just the location and getting there if you picked it up and put it somewhere else i have no problem with it i think it's fairly spacious and for me uh it didn't seem gross like on the floor until like after the show when people leave and you start walking around, you're like, Oh, it is sticky as a mug. Yeah. What is going on here? But I I don't know with the location, because I think getting in and out of pops is, is, is easy, especially compared to a lot of venues around, uh, around town. But that is true. um, That, so that's one reason why I actually do respect that place. Cause like literally it's just, you're in and out. It's, there's no, are we going to wait forever for these people to leave? And I got to go this way just to get out of this place. But right. So that's the one thing I I really do like about that place and the location. But no, I I mean, that might make it better if they, if you can't smoke in there. Cause yeah, that's one thing I I do remember is that not only was it hotter than hell, but you just feel, felt like you couldn't breathe because there was just, there was was smoke. It was such a small venue and it's just so many people packed into a sort like a sardine can. Right. Yeah. There's, there's three things. There's three things about pops. The first thing, as we've said a handful of times already, it's hot and Super hot. really, really crappy air ventilation. Uh, in the wintertime, if you if you go to a show there, they they close the door because the person that's at working the door is cold. But then the rest of the venue would benefit right. from the door being open. So that sucks. The second thing that's hilarious about Pops is the bands are always confused <laughs> as to what to say because they're always like, St. Louis! Oh shit! No, Illinois. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third thing is, depending on what show you're at, and depending on how packed it is, then random people from the strip clubs will just show up randomly in the middle of the show and disperse through the floor. So that's strange. (laughs) Well, I mean, sometimes you got to get away from all that nakedness. Or the nakedness people got to put some clothes on and just get away from all those uh, yeah. uh, sleazy guys. You know, yeah, yeah. there you go. So you go to go to pops where there's not a sleazy guy to be found. <laughs> <laughs> but there'll oh, be people uh, dropping left and right like like it was at, uh, at our show. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time to get into this. Um, so the point the couple of points that, that you guys mentioned that I think is worth noting. For starters, was the the level of crowdedness. So when Casey and I got there, I'm going to be honest. I was concerned about what the turnout for this was going to be because we got Me there. Too. 
just before um, all good things went on. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't empty, but it was not what one would expect for this tour. And fortunately, that did change as the night went on. But I was a little concerned right off the bat. I was like, that is not going to be a pit at all at any point during the night. There are not <laughs> enough people up there to make this happen. <laughs> and Casey and I were chilling in some seats. You know, we pulled some chairs off off to the side and had ourselves a nice little view where we could relax as we're not part of that, you know, pit scene. Yeah, that's because we're old. Because we're right. I wouldn't have <laughs> to specify that. Yeah. I didn't need to specify it. <laughs> my last pit was like when i was in 20s it was at the pageant i busted an elbow and i'm done i'm too old for that shit <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing i was going to say about pops as well depending on how crowded it is and how many tickets they've sold they get rid of the seats and the tables at the the corner which thankfully they did not do and thankfully aaron and i were able to snag one that was basically directly in line with the stage it was wonderful did they have the balcony open for that show? I believe they did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We did not go to it, but it was open. But see, for wh- whatever reason, like any place that has a balcony in St. Louis, like I, I love sitting on the balcony. That's yeah. my favorite place. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> one of my favorite memories at Pops, actually, we were sitting at the balcony for Gym Class Heroes and Travi just disappeared. And everybody's looking around the whole venue for him. And all of a sudden I felt something brush on my shoulder. I'm like, what? And I look next to me and Travi's right next to me singing over my shoulder to the <laughs> crowd, like over. Cause like I was on the rail for the, yeah. for the balcony and he's leaning over my shoulder and over the rail to sing. And like, it's hilarious. Cause my wife, who's a huge Travi fan was right next to me, oblivious until I like tapped her <laughs> on the shoulder. was like, Hey, look, it's Travi. And she's like, no way. <laughs> and so like that, yeah, that was like, that's one reason why I really like the balcony. Cause you have great view and you're kind of out of the way. And you know, if people touch you, it's, it's, it, it's concerned. So you look, look around like, what, why, why am I being brushed? I shouldn't be touched up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. We did not get those seats, but um, we did not. But uh, when we walked in, there was a, there was a particular table that had a water bottle sitting on it. And no one was there. So and and we kind of stood there for a minute or two and nothing, nothing, nothing. And so we took over the table and then two guys walked up and was like, what'd you do? You left. You're not supposed to leave. To each <laughs> other, then, not to us. Yeah. yeah oh. to, <laughs> they were like, like, oh, crap. Well, basically, they're like, oh, crap. We forgot to sort of save this for ourselves. But it worked out. We all four sat there together and and for at least the first hour of the show had a good experience together sort of um well let's sort get into of. all good things maybe we'll, we'll weave those guys back in later yeah. we need to get to the we music to, i think yeah. <laughs> so all good things if you go back to um i don't know if you go back to <laughs> all good things go earlier this... one of those episodes we talked about that band mm-hmm. yeah one of those previous episodes that we recorded was an interview with dan murphy of all good things super cool dude we enjoyed having them on and we were excited to go see them. And I, I Casey, what do you, I, they didn't disappoint in my book. They didn't. But the one thing that we have to mention right out, right out the gate is Liz, their bassist was not with them. Oh, no. And so one of the other, she, she was, she was off the tour for at least a couple of dates for a few dates. They didn't quite specify why that was okay. Yeah, she's yeah, back yeah. now she's they're good okay. i saw some photos okay. from her like a like a week later and she was back on the tour with them yeah yeah i hope everything's okay because like the inner the interview where we had with dan like he made her out to basically be the band like right. she's mm, she's right. pretty much the the main uh thought like uh, driving force. Forever. yeah yeah 
So one of the other guys took over base duties for her, and um, they still killed it. They did. They did. They still impressed. <laughs> they started their set with Kingdom, which um, we still would like to see become an official team, official uh, theme for the Los Angeles Kings of the <laughs> NHL. And um, that got the ball rolling real well, I will say. Yeah, they they killed that song live. They're, how do I put it? Um, Dan Murphy is a small dude, but he has he has some pretty big energy to him when he's up there. Yeah, yes. that's my my three year old's favorite song. By the way, every it's time, Kingdom. yeah, every time it's on, he's like, "This is Kingdom by all good things." I'm like, "You're right, you got <laughs> that right, dude." Did your just your son just do a voiceover that we yeah. could we could use yeah. on the? Yeah, I I can get him to say it. I know I can. It's Kingdom by all good things, and you're listening to the itch. Mm. <laughs> yes. I, I agree, though. Kingdom's probably my favorite song by them as well, and so I was not disappointed to hear that as the opener. Great way to start the album. Great way to start the the concert. It sounds like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So they started off with Kingdom. They played a lot from their new album, A Hope in Hell, but it wasn't exclusively from that, if I remember correctly. There was, well, well there's at least one that we'll get to in a minute here. <laughs> uh, but Machines, uh, Fight, Four Letter Words, Hold On, Push Me Down, Lights Out. It's it was a lot of these those anthems that we talked about them having. It sounds um, like the best songs off that album too. Yeah. They right. picked the strongest they ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then in the middle of those ones, uh, <laughs> well, not the middle near the end of the set, they busted out a cover that was, uh, we talked to Dan after their set and it was like, this is the most on brand song. I think you guys could have chosen to cover. <laughs> they covered destiny's child survivor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love when bands do that. Yeah, they killed that song too. I, I do. It's great when bands can take a song that's cross genre or different genre and just make it their own and you mm-hmm. know bring it into their genre uh, and still make it work. Well, it yeah. worked because the message is so exact to what they do. It's always this yeah. Yeah. like un- underdog anthems and stuff like I'm not going to give up. And that's literally what they're singing. What Destiny's Child is singing about in that one. Right. And so it was it, and and their take on it musically f- obviously fit, fit their sound. Yeah. Yeah. It sound if you didn't know better, you would not have been able to pick it out as a non all good things song. Is right. what I'm saying. Yes, like everything about it meshed meshed well. If they had put it on the album, it would have been perfectly fine too. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad that they didn't, but I understand the reasoning why you wouldn't want to include a cover song off, of, you know, on your debut album, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they closed out their set with the comeback, and then for the glory which we kind of expected that, you know, especially if you start with Kingdom, finish it with For the Glory. So they definitely started and ended strong. Did he do the um, rap at the end of For the Glory? or, or He uh, did. I don't know that he did it. I don't know that he did it the way that... Well, on the original version of that song, he raps at the end of it instead of Charlie, like instead of Charlie Cian. Yes, I'm pretty sure he stuck. I'm pretty sure he stuck to that version of the song. Okay, I got you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm not going to say that like, my engagement level was all the way up at all points of the set, but I think that they definitely started and finished strong, which is probably the most important things to be honest. Yeah. So cool job with them. And people did start to trickle in throughout the set. Cause I was like, I felt a little bit bad. Cause I was like, this is one of those deals where like more people should see this set right now. Right. And yeah. so, you know, how concert goers are sometimes you, you know, show up late, late. cause you're just there for the main event. Or and you forget it's in Illinois and you got to go across the river. Yeah, that's right. You might turn. make a wrong turn. You never know how that's <laughs> yeah. going to work out. 
Yeah. But then towards the end of his set, he, uh, he let us know that they were going to be there later in December with star set. So that would be, uh, a good show to check out. I believe it was December 18th at, uh, the Del Mar hall. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Del Mar hall is a, a great venue. Yes. So that was, that was exciting news. And then he challenged everybody to a, a game of foosball, which uh, we did not take him up on. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> two small notes about this: one, Pops has a foosball table off to the side, which is pretty cool. Uh, two, Starset's new album Horizons is actually out right now, as of the time that you will be hearing this episode. When I first met Finger Eleven, they were playing foosball on that very table. There you go. I I wanted so badly to face Dan in a foosball game, and I think he would have done it. But I also wanted to see From Ashes to New for the first time. Right. And I definitely wasn't going to miss POD. And we didn't want to we didn't want to lose our our seats that we had as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Casey yeah. was about it because he really needed that vantage point for his for his work that he was doing. <laughs> so <laughs> for his photography well, work, that's not entirely true. I can have a vantage point anywhere. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the other cool thing was we got we did get a chance to chat with Dan, and I was able to give him a resting itch face mask as a thank you for doing the interview. Which he was very excited to accept. <laughs> yeah. Available at itchrocks.com if you would like your own. Yes. They're awesome. I, I've been sporting mine around town all places I go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're comfortable. Um, and, you know, who doesn't want to have a mask that says resting itch face? <laughs> Although everybody yes. does look at me very confused. That's okay. <laughs> yes. But they wouldn't be if they just went to the damn website that's on there. That's right. We put the website on there to, to answer that confusion. So Dan was appreciative of that, and we had a good time chatting with him for a minute. And we did take a picture, and we we have posted it before, but we'll post it again. And I look like I'm about ready to eat him, but <laughs> <laughs> Dan's a, not. We've already mentioned Dan's a small guy. Casey and I are big guys, and so it was definitely it was definitely some proportional differences there. We look like we were the the security. And he See, was that's like, why you guys need me there to balance you out. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big short guy. <laughs> big, big guys. I'm a big short guy. Right, right. <laughs> but we had a good time with him. And man, I, I got to give Dan all I got to give all of all good things credit. But particularly, Dan, that dude was out there. Him and most of the band were out there at the merch booth, chatting, signing, taking the photos. The entire time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally until the POD set, basically. They were there through both of the breaks between bands. They were there through most or all of from ashes to news set. Like it was a good couple hours. They were chilling out there. And I know some bands do that, but they particularly did that at this one. And like, you know, occasionally one of them would go back and forth back to the backstage and then come back out a little while later, but they were just incredibly engaging yeah, and just excited to be there. And I I appreciate that about them a lot. That's awesome. You know what I, I I do miss? I don't know if you guys actually like had paper tickets, but they, that's like not a thing anymore. But I used to love getting bands to sign my paper ticket in that situation. Oh, that's what I should have done. So that's why I'm just going to start bringing my CDs with me. Because to- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, in about five years, they're going to be like, what the hell is that? It's a CD. Here, can you <laughs> sign the booklet? <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, they did great. And then we went back to our our table and uh, 
waited for a few minutes for uh, from Ashes to New to take the stage. <laughs> I am jealous because I have been a fan of this band since about 2016 when Day One came out with their old singer. And I just think that this band has continued to get better and continue to uh, just evolve and be even, you know, just be a, a you know they basically have turned themselves into one of the top like bands up and coming bands in, in rock and just by putting all kinds of music out there like they've done yeah but they they hit up all of the hits and i thought did a fantastic job and they're uh <laughs> they had their initials which is funny to me for a few different reasons because when we talk about them on our text chain we don't type out the whole thing we just <laughs> just do the initials and they they had that and it was it was glowing and changed colors throughout the the show so that was fun and then they had a bunch of uh gas shooting up <laughs> throughout the show which at times which was funny yeah you know how as the as the lineup goes through on a set the production value tends to boost a little for each act so they had that going on for them yeah they definitely had some some energy some stage presence i'll uh, i'll say that you know and then obviously the big difference between your singers you got danny case is up there with his definitely chester bennington like vocals and he's sleeveless shirts because he he, yes. he wants everybody to know that he works out and, and he's got and great matt, great quaffed red hair matt matt did make fun of him slightly uh about work he did a workout fiend I mean, yeah. to be fair, like if you're going to put that much work into your body, like you might as well show it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It it's, makes sense. <laughs> Our friend Matty Madeiro was killing it on the drum set. Just he, he that man is a professional and he knows what he's doing back there. Yeah. And then Brandy Berry singing, rapping, wearing his Roman Reigns shield gear yeah. on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing his thing. And for some reason, I think I, for, I really appreciated their guitarist, uh, Lance Dowdle, and yeah. his his emo hair and the mask that he wore for at least part of the show. He brings the mystery to the band where he the does. other guys have the the personalities. And the fact so that they don't have a bassist. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that he serves as the lead guitarist and the bassist. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They did not have an actual a person actually on bass live. He uh I guess he was just able to sort of filter those sounds through his his guitar, which is yeah. it, it it's not unheard of, but it it's is a weird. Thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems to be the the growing trend now. I mean, we just uh, yeah. talked with another band that kind of did the same thing, right? Yeah. And it's, so. it's it, you can definitely make a full sound at, without actually even having every every piece. And like at no point was I listening to the From Ashes to New Set and being like man, there's not enough low end in this. Right. Like it was right. definitely still, you know, yeah. head rattling music. I, I'm not feeling this music through my shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not being unstuck from the floor right now. Exactly. Exactly. So they, they got an 11 song set. As we mentioned in the previous episode, sleep signals had to leave the tour after a, an awful accident, a couple, a number of weeks back. And we we're coming to the end of the tour here. And so everybody at that point seems to have gotten a little bit longer set. From Ashes to New got 11 tracks. They started off with with Panic, which was definitely a, a good choice of a crowd opener. They really bounced around, I think, between their albums. They did. Um, all, all the way back to playing My Fight, which was the first single that they ever released back in 2013. You know, Scars That I'm Hiding. What else? We have a couple of the big ones, Casey. Um, let's see. Light Up the Sky. My Name. They played My Name. Yeah, there's... Uh, and I, I, you guys know them better than me, so 
you can correct me if those are all panic songs and I'm missing it, but I don't believe that they were. My name is not. My name is not. Yeah. The one thing that I did want to hit up uh, just for a quick second was at one point, and I, I don't know if they did in fact play gone forever uh, after this. They but... didn't. Okay. Okay. No. Cause <laughs> Matt, went on a, a little side tangent at one point and he said, I don't want to be political. You can believe what you want to believe. You can yada, yada, yada. And then he talked about military and, and went on a little side tangent and it, it, it didn't miss the mark, but it didn't quite hit the mark either. He, I'm not going to lie. He kind of annoyed me right there. He lost me a little <laughs> bit. Cause, cause he, he started this whole thing with like, you know, we're not political. We leave, we, we leave all that stuff at the door and you should too. Yeah, and then he went on to proceed to make like four or five statements that were well, they were kind of veiled until yeah. he until he specifically got to the part about troops. Yeah, which is is fine. I mean, supporting and respecting troops is not necessarily a political thing. Right. Um, the degree to which you do so might be, but that's a whole different conversation. Nonetheless, yes. him being like, we're not we're not going to get into political stuff, and then saying a bunch of things that were definitely at least fringe political. Yeah, um, that's all I'm saying. He threw me off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know him to be too political because he's not, at least he doesn't use his platform on Twitter, as far as I'm aware, or Facebook to say yeah. any of that. It's, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They keep that very about the band. Right. Well, they, uh, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was light up the sky that they dedicate. They dedicated that one to the troops. That's where I think he went on to this. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I re- specifically do remember him saying, and, we can chalk it up to them just being excited to get back out on the road and yes. playing shows yes. was he was basically like something to the effect of like, they, you know, they took away our livelihood for a year and they're never going to do it again. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, I'm not quite entirely sure what to make of that, but I, 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 I feel you on being happy to be back out here doing stuff. So we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is kind of cool. Cause they, they started their set with panic, which was, probably the main signal single from their album of that same name. And they closed their set with the track called through it all, which is from their first album uh, day one. And so I, I just always appreciate a band that, and it's ironic that they played right before POD and what the nature of this tour was, but yeah. I appreciate a band that plays stuff from throughout their discography. <laughs> and we'll come back to POD about that in a second, if it isn't obvious what I'm getting to there. Well, and, and you, you know, you, you say throughout the discography and obviously they went through all their discography, including some EPs, if they played Light Up the Sky, which was from volume one or two. And they just released volume three this uh, recently. Yeah, the Quarantine Chronicles, the, the tracks that they worked on, you know, during the time that their livelihood were take, was taken away from them, apparently. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm really excited that they finally finished this. Yeah, and... And sadly, um, they had to um, get off the tour the last couple of dates. They did miss the last couple of dates. The tour is now complete, the POD tour. Yes, yes. All these bands are on to different things now. But yeah, it sucked for them to miss the last couple, I suppose. Did they yeah. say why or was it because they had to quarantine? It I was think quarantine. It, it was quarantine. So there was the irony that yes. the third volume of the Quarantine Chronicles came out at the time when the band probably was actually quarantining bomber (laughs) yes but it did come out and it's pretty fantastic it is uh you know i really do like the uh redone track from panic called wait for me featuring the lead singer of thousand foot crutch 
I felt that, he, you know, his verse was fantastic. It fit really well in that song and, and kind of uh, matched perfectly with Danny's voice. Dude, Trevor McNevin coming out out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I was yeah. like, Thousand Foot Crutch. I, it's been a number of years since I've heard about them. And I had no idea. I mean, I get why they would be a thing because there's a lot of similarities in their sounds. But yeah, yeah I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loved the cover of Tears Don't Fall. Probably one of my favorite bu- bullet for my Valentine's songs. I mean, they got some really good songs, but that's that's definitely one of them that's up there. And and Danny just killed it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Tears Don't Fall is my favorite track from this particular volume. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Already Gone's a new song. Yes, uh, that's not released, yeah. and it's not a cover song, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Already Gone. Gone is the new track. However, the one, the one track we will we'll skip the. We'll the, get back uh, to four. We'll talk about that. Yeah, last. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah. We'll get back to track four. But uh, the last track, Gone Forever, for the life of us, we can't figure out what the difference is. <laughs> I have no. no idea. No. <laughs> like I thought, like we initially thought it was something that they released from day one that they redid with Danny case as the vocalist, because he was not the vocalist when that album was released, but it's not, it's from the future. And none of us, I still, I've listened to it a couple times. I mean, you guys have listened to it back to back. Mm-hmm. We can't figure out for the life. I think that they just didn't want it to be four tracks. And they're like, yeah, just throw one of our other tracks on there. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. we, we really tried. And, and there, you know, maybe people with keener ears can find like differences in a mix or something. I couldn't tell lyrics for the lyrics different. I couldn't, I I couldn't maybe listen to it more. Maybe this is just on us, but honestly that, that gone forever. It sounds exactly like they just took the version from their 2018 album, the future and slapped it on there. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same length and everything, which is a weird thing to do if they did, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Super weird. I mean, I like it. Not to even do like a remix or anything. It's just so strange version. Acoustic version. Yeah. Just in case anybody is uh, is unfamiliar here, we, we discussed this more in the first part of this episode, I guess you'd call it, <laughs> um, our first run through of this topic uh, from Matches New has released a trilogy of EPs called The Quarantine Chronicles. They each have five tracks on them, including sort of a combination of new ones, redone tracks and covers. And um, this last one has. um. A, a cover of a legend on it yeah <laughs> yes they covered beat it by michael jackson and man the it's it's fucking awesome like it really is like I, i'm already a huge fan of michael jackson's number one hits like i was a yeah. huge fan of of his songs not him personally but his songs um and man they just killed it like there's there's some of his songs that translate very very well to rock and some people can do it right. Like, you know, obviously Alien Ant Farm is probably the first one that comes to mind, but this, they, they fucking knocked this out of the park. Yeah. All right, guys, this is the part where, uh, you know how last week uh, we chose violence with our interview with the violent. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I'm going to choose violence as well. <laughs> Don't care too for much for that beat it cover for and here's where it gets gets better for a better rock cover of beat it. I will direct you to fallout boy and John Mayer. <laughs> yep. I said it and I meant it. Oh God. I just threw up in my mouth. It takes and those are drink. not even two artists that I generally appreciate, but 
Sugar, we're going down swinging. Oh, hey, I'm going down swinging right now. Well, I'll tell losing, you. I'll tell you the main reason why you're losing that fucking battle. <laughs> I'll tell you the main reason why is because Patrick Stump can hit the high notes way better than from Ashes to New does. Well, but I think that it, was the point. Yeah, they made it angrier. Yeah, it didn't need exactly. to be angrier that way. <laughs> They're actually beating it. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm I'm gonna put that one out there for listeners. Go go check out from Ashes to News version of Beat It as well as Fallout Boy and John Mayer's version and let us know. Fallout Boy and John Mayer. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that on our show. That's right. I wanted to make sure that you heard it loud and clear. <laughs> Fallout Boy. Come on, man. Credit where credit's due. That's the name of the right, game. Let's here. fucking move on so I don't have to hear that fucking name anymore. Come on. So, I want to see Danny Case. John Mayer duking it out. <laughs> That's not fair to pick Danny if you're going to have somebody from. It has to be a roll of the dice on who's going to fight from for matches to you. <laughs> you send Danny in there. He'll just chokehold somebody and they'll be done. <laughs> Nonetheless, that's yes. going to be the battle that we put on the social medias. It's not going to be a battle. You don't think so. We'll find out. All right, but you are correct. Let's move on so we don't uh, risk going too rambly here. Yes. POD, with the 20th anniversary of Satellite, we talked at length about the album, literally played the entire album start to finish with the very slight tweak that Guitarist yeah. de Amor is a, an interlude in the middle of the album was moved to being sort of the intro as they entered the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it was... 14 straight tracks start to finish of satellite and man a casey's experience might be different but i used to listen to satellite all day long and it's been years since i have and so hearing this set list was so cool for me because it'd be like okay i I, this last track is coming to an end oh i know what's coming up next and with each one i would get excited because (laughs) every freaking song on there i loved and having that nostalgia brought back was just wonderful yeah i wanted to, i want to quickly touch on that real quick um yeah is i was so happy for you in particular because i know that you really <laughs> you really wanted to see this show and you reached out to a bunch of friends that also listened to that album with you uh when it originally came out and and no one no one else came to the show no they they told me hey we got tickets to the show you got to come to town to see it with us and then later when I checked in again, they're like, oh, no, we're not going. And I'm like, bro, both of you guys, like, I'm not going to shout them out by name, but Phil yes. and Adam. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. But no, but I Casey was, saved the day. Yes, yes. No, I I was was thrilled to uh, experience uh, that show with you just because of that reason because you could just tell that you were really enjoying yourself listening to that entire set and and they killed it (laughs) i was it was what was great about it that album meant so much to me at that time but even after 20 years having passed and i do want to make note that for reasons that i don't know i don't know if this was just temporary thing or a permanent thing wolf their drummer was not there for the show there was a different drummer filling in i don't know if that was the whole tour or just a few dates like the liz thing or what yeah, nonetheless though like the band hadn't lost a step 
Like yeah. Sonny is as captivating to watch as he's ever been. And I've always thought that he was a fantastic front man. Yeah. And did, did he realize where he was at to this time? He did. Yes. Yes. And he didn't yeah. say point fest. That's he good. never said point fest. Awesome. He never said anything. I did want to ask you though, was this your first concert Aaron um, where they played like an entire album? I think so. It's weird. Like, yeah, I, I, I probably would appreciate it more for an album that I like, because um, yeah. the last time that I, I had that experience was for Primus and they did the mm-hmm. um, saturating seven. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The desaturating seven. Sorry. Whatever the hell it was called. Which yeah. it's just um, gone on record as not liking. No, not at all. And to yeah. hear the whole fucking album was awful. This but, is the opposite of that. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I can imagine because, like you, you know, you're just like me. Uh, we're all the same on this show. That we, when we listen to an album, we listen to it from front to back. I mean, we listen to it multiple times. There's very few times where you know we might go to our favorite track, but for the most time, every time I'm going to listen to an album, I'm going to listen to it from the start to finish. Yeah, I think that would have been really cool to see that, and that just because you know it's how we listen to music, but it's not how we have ever seen it live. Right. No, yeah. that's a great point. And especially for an album like this, where, you know, the big hits of POD Satellite and really for the biggest hits of their career, you know, Alive, Boom, Youth of the Nation, literally back to back to back on the album right at the top. Right. Yes. Um, after Set It Off, which is an awesome opener. But the thing for me is that I love that album so much that I got real hyped getting into the deep cuts, you know, later on in it. We get down into um, The Messenger and Ghetto masterpiece conspiracy is a song like these are songs i've actually never heard them play live despite despite that fandom especially from that time yeah they had a dude who kind of filled in as the all-purpose like dj and like reggae yeah. voice yes. he helped them out on like ridiculous he, he and... was he was the alternate voice on all the other <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> ridiculous was so fun with the reggae track and and without john nothing which is their like bad brains tribute pretty much and had the guy from bad brains on the original version yeah. So they just they were killing it out there. And it was so weird to for 20 years later to get to hear some of those tracks. I, I really do think they were probably for the first time because, you know, even when that album was fresh, they're still mixing in a lot of songs from Southtown and stuff like that on those tours. Yeah. From Fundamental Elements, that is. Which they did a little bit of that later, too. But yeah, what do you got, yeah. Casey? Well, well, that, was... Tell us your experience here. Well, no, that I was going to basically lead into after after it was done. The uh, I thought it was great. They're like, who's ready for the new Matrix movie? And then, they, yeah, <laughs> then the whole the whole uh, stage lights turned green, and then they started playing uh, "Sleeping Awake." <laughs> they freaking played "Sleeping Awake." That one took me off guard. I did. I I did not expect them to to do that one. That's awesome. But didn't didn't it come out right around the same time as this album? It was from that era. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I think it was released like right after this. Album. It was right it was after one of the extra cuts of the off this album. Well, it was. It was made for the Matrix. It was oh, for okay. the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack. So it was between yeah. Satellite and Payable on Death, their next album. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not been one of my favorite songs to be honest. But the fact that they threw that out there and then just that it was funny. It was ready for the new Matrix, which in itself was almost like a meta thing. Because yeah. that is the same thing that also he would have been saying 20 years ago. Who's <laughs> yeah. ready for the Matrix? <laughs> well, here we are again. There's another Matrix now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that was a cool moment, I thought. Yeah, they got these guys played for it had to be a good most of an hour and a half. I don't know. It was well. It was over. An it hour. was well over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because even after they finished the satellite set, 
remind me, Casey, did they take a break between that and the others, or was it still, or did they, they take a break at all? They, I think they kind of played, I don't know if the DJ played something, and they kind of scooted off stage for a handful of minutes. I think that might have been it. And took a breather, and then they, I forget what song they came back with, but. Well, they, they came back with Rock the Party, and yes. so, yeah, so yeah. it was like. I guess you could call it an encore, but it was it was six songs. So yeah. it was it was more than most encores. It was sort of like a a mini second set. Yes. And they covered different parts parts of their career during that, which I thought was kind of cool. I was to be yeah. honest, I was hoping for more stuff from Fundamental Elements, but I'll take two out of four is is a fair enough ratio. Yeah. Because they did Rock the Party, uh, they did South Town, and then in the middle they did Sleeping Awake, Roots and Stereo, which was a fun one. And that, at which point the DJ dude played the modest Yahoo role. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. Soundboy Killer, which was the single from their most recent album, Circles. And then the closer was a very surprising one to me. It was the title track to their 2015 album, The Awakening. Yes. It was a very interesting choice out of all of that to, to finish the whole set with. <laughs> um, and since I didn't really listen to either of those two newest albums very much, like they were kind of foreign to me, but they, they fit, they fit in the set. They still worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least you didn't have to just hear a satellite and that was it. They're like, all right, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. yeah. Man, I was hoping for, I was hoping for a little more like, give me, uh, if, if they had done satellite and then just some South town songs, like I would have loved to hear outcast or set your eyes to Zion um, tribal, some of those kind of things. Cause that, that album I have a super soft spot for as well. Um, and then after that, there are tracks that I like, but I uh, I don't appreciate P.O.D.'s output after Satellite nearly as much as those two albums. Well, and it's it's funny you mentioned that even because when they when they started playing Soundboy Killer, it, t- it actually took me a minute to figure out which track it was. And then he, he started singing the chorus. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is Soundboy Killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, I just I, I, I was just amazed at how good they still were live after all of those years and, and Sonny in particular. <laughs> um just he's got the crowd eating out of his hand yeah and uh, he's, he's just one of those dudes that you can tell he's in touch with something and so he was cool it was it was a great experience i even went and bought a t-shirt which is not something i do very often so <laughs> i tried to do that at my last concert and wasn't able to they ran out my size oh dang that was sad but Hopefully I get chances to buy. I'm going to have to like bring a whole bunch of extra money so I can buy some shirts on Shiprocked. That you're going to have to, you're going to bring a lot of money to buy it. All the shirts on Shiprocked. <laughs> you might have to bring an extra suitcase on Shiprocked. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I feel like Dan's going to come back with so much swag from that thing. <laughs> Probably. He's gonna, I'm getting everything on Shiprocked and yep. giving away everything. <laughs> and giving away, yep. So. <laughs> There's plenty of itch merchandise to be found, t-shirts and and masks and et cetera, and maybe even some big like flag size things soon as soon as we figure that out. <laughs> We've been talking about it. Dan wants one in his in his room. And so not, not no, good. not my room. I want to display it on the front of my house. Uh, yeah. That's right. I have <laughs> tell a, us yes, tell that story. I think that's a great story we can wrap this up with. That's fun. I have different flags for every month um that I try to display on the front of my house. Is is as a political statement, for one, just to let my neighbors know that I'm cool. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Depending on their views, you're cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Do you like uh, Christmas? Do you like Halloween? Yeah, exactly. So I, Do you I, like I the Cardinals new, and Blues? Halloween yeah. flag for this month. Uh, 
when the Cardinals and the Blues are playing the same time, I have a, it's a St. Louis flag, but like on one on the top of it is like a Cardinals emblem and on the bottom is a Blues emblem. But I, I'm working my way to have about 12 to 14 flags so that I can display a different flag for every month and then have backups for whenever. But yeah, so I, one of those months would be uh, the itch flag. I would I wouldn't I, I was thinking initially that it would be displayed during February um, because that's when the itch was founded. However, um, I have a Black Lives Matter flag that I fly during Black History Month. So I uh, though I do put it back up on June on Juneteenth, but uh, typically for the rest of June, I usually have the pride flag waving. So one way or another, though, yeah. when we can get that itch flag existing, Dan's going to find a time and place for yeah. it. And it it's going to happen flying high for a whole month or, of, of, you know, in front of my house so, for there we go for some month. I don't know what month, but <laughs> maybe the month of my birthday. There, there you go. go. There you go. I'm for it. Celebrate my holiday and, and us and our accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a detour from the show, but I feel like we had kind of wrapped up the show and it, it was just a fantastic experience. And, and I, Love the idea of the itch having a flag. I mean, like it's, yeah, like it's like, some small nation or something. <laughs> exactly. Dude, think about that. Like, I, if I if I have a flag, I'm gonna start taking it to these big concerts and just like waving it in the back, <laughs> and so that everybody in the whole venue sees me waving this big giant ass flag. That says I, the itch. I, I appreciate your willingness to cheerlead for us. That is that is a necessary <laughs> component of this team. <laughs> it's it's called cheap i'm just not willing to pay for advertising so i just go <laughs> running around with the fucking flag that's how we advertise ourselves uh well if you we will be out and about at more concerts particularly in the st louis area sometimes at sea and um <laughs> and you will see us if you see people wearing it shirts as of right now it's probably us it's, um, you got like a 99% <laughs> chance it's hey, us or our buddy anthony who are no, who are wearing the itch shirts? I think no, actually, you actually have a fifty percent chance now because Pat yeah. and Ronnie also have shirts. So that's right. There's yeah. there's six people out there with yeah, itch shirts. Yeah. Seven least, if you count my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good chance that you can approach us. Oh no, the hundred percent chance if you approach us and we're wearing a shirt and you want to talk about it, we'll be thrilled out of our minds to talk to you. And so <laughs> and super shocked that that you know who we are. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey, it already happened to Aaron once. It did, and that blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that blew my mind. I will remember that for a long time. It's but... happened to me once, and it was like, just like, what? Do you know, you know who I am? Like, you know yeah. what I, you've heard of the radio show? No yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, I think we've covered the bases for this topic for a second time. And so we will leave these bands alone yes. for a little while and we i think we need to go let dan uh enjoy the hockey game that he is yes you do damn it <laughs> <laughs> all right wrap it so up close and go, it. <laughs> go enjoy your show <laughs> well thank you very much for listening to the itch please let us know what you think uh especially about the beat it cover that's really what i want to know same uh, <laughs> so let us know your feedback on that my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron and until next time rock on if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. 
And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. This is the part of the show where I'm going to choose violence as well. Trigger, we're going down swinging. I can't believe you just said that on our show.